Welcome to our morning take. My name is Frank Johnson. My name is Abraham Lawrence. And I'm Nick Seaman. And our goal here is to entertain two young ladies that have come in the studio today, <laughs> and we can show them the movie that is going on in our head. You know they smile over there when the show starts because they cannot hear the music. It must sound really funny to just, good morning. Like, there's nothing going on. It's kind of crazy. Today like, is, what is that? What is today, Abe? Hump day. Yeah. Crystal, it's hump day. It's Wednesday, and it's August the something, the 9th. It's episode 153. Yes. And uh, we're having a good time. We're having a good time this week. Oh, man, yeah. this story is amazing. I really enjoyed the whole thing with uh, Jacob and the angel and... Uh, now he's walking with a limp because of the thigh situation. Mm -hmm. But I have a very valid question, and I'm not trying to insult my Jewish brothers and sisters out there. So when you go to KFC and you get a bucket, do oh, you say no, no thighs? Are, are buckets kosher? There could be. No thighs. They just yeah. don't eat the thigh meat? Yeah. They eat the leg is okay? Wing? Breast? Yeah, but you can't eat the thigh. You can't. Biscuit? So, you know, they'll pay extra, but, you know, they're not eating that. They I'm, mix coleslaw. I'm just curious. They mix I mean, coleslaw with the chicken. It's got milk in it. <laughs> Stop. No, but seriously, though. <laughs> I am serious. Yeah, but, you know, what do they say? Yeah, let me get the 10-piece, no thighs. Like, no sciatic nerve meat. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, my God. I got to ask somebody at work tomorrow. I'm just like, you know, because I know there's some Do you have Jewish friends at work? Yeah. No, I'm just going to ask them. I'm like, you know. When you go to Bojangles and you get the bow box, do you say, listen, 86 to thighs. <laughs> 86. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting, though. Mahanaim. <laughs> Good morning to you. Uh, chapter 33, we're at in Genesis. Oh, yes. Jacob lifted up his eyes and he looked and he behold, Esau was coming. Here he is. <laughs> Here's his brother. He finally sees his brother. But he also and, sees 400 men yeah. with him. Yeah. Is he counting, you reckon? See, yeah, but Esau's but Esau's got the advantage because now his brother's limping, so he can't even run from him. Yeah, you know, can't get away. <laughs> yeah. So he divided his children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids. He put the maids and their children in front. <laughs> He's like Leah, I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are on point. <laughs> if any trouble happens, run. <laughs> Rachel, you stay behind me. <laughs> but. He himself passed on ahead of them and bowed down to the ground seven times. Seven. Until he came near to his brother. So that means he would come a little ways, he would bow, and then he would get up and he'd come a little ways, he'd bow. I'm going to ask the professor, and I'm not trying to put him on the spot. Oh, yes, you are. What is the significance of him bowing seven times? Well, I know seven's a big deal, a number of completion, and... Probably he's like, that's probably the most... Uh, he rested on the seventh. No. <laughs> but on a, on a, you know, those are all good, but the main reason, it's a sign of respect and reverence well, for him. Sounds mm -hmm. good to me. Yeah. yeah. It's God's number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I'm good with that. Yep. Uh, let's see. So what did he do? So verse four, Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Man, there's a lot of weeping and kissing. I was just kissing. about to say, yeah. like, in this family, every time they kiss, they Rachel's cry. Rachel's looking, I'm like, wait, he did that when he kissed me. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. And Leah's like, he didn't even kiss me. The only thing I don't see here is he didn't lift up his voice. I mean, if he would have went, woohoo, with that, that would have that would have made my day right there. He probably would have done that because he's getting killed. He was like, man, I saw those 400 guys, and I didn't know what you were thinking. Listen, Esau lifted his eyes, and he saw the women and the children. 
And he said, who are these with you? So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. And then the maids came near with their children, and they bowed down. And Leah likewise came near with her children, and they bowed down. I mean, this is a roll call. <laughs> Reuben and Esau was, and Levi. Esau was like, who's that? And Judah and Gad and Naphtali. Yeah, I know. Is that one of your handmaids? <laughs> Man, them eyes are tender. <laughs> I see you got the two for one special. (laughs) Well, actually, still cost me twice as much. You got Laban, didn't you? (laughs) You got Labanized. (laughs) Another satisfied customer. That's where we got Labanese from. I wondered. All right, verse eight. Oh man, we about to get kicked off he the said, podcast. Uh, oh, we're already we're already off the air. It's already saying on here. These guys, <laughs> YouTube has put out a thing. They're like, you know, <laughs> hate speech. These guys are <laughs> these guys are anti-Semitic. <laughs> and he said, "What do you mean by all this company which I have met?" And he said, "To find favor in the sight of my lord." But Esau says, "Listen, I have plenty, my brother. Let what you have be your own." Wow. Jacob said, no, please, if now I have found favor in your sight, then take my present from my hand, for I see your face as one sees the face of God, and you have received me favorably. Please take my gift, which has been brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have plenty. Thus he urged him, and... I mean, he didn't twist his arm too hard. He took it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might have had plenty, but But there's plenty more. But you can even... You can even see the sincerity in Jacob's speech. Like he's mm-hmm. not like trying to just feed him a line. He's mm-hmm. very he's very sincere yeah. about. It. He he loved and he missed his brother. Absolutely. Esau in verse twelve says, uh, "Well, let's take our journey and go, and I'll go before you." But he said to him, uh, Jacob says to him, "My lord knows that the children are frail, and that the flocks and the herds they're nursing." Uh, and I, and he has to care for them. So if they're driven too hard one day, all the flocks will die. I mean, we can't just, you know, crack the whip and get them on up here to Sierra. Please let my Lord pass on before his servant, and I will proceed at my leisure according to the pace of the cattle that are before me and according to the pace of the children until I come to my Lord at Sierra. Or Sierra, however you say that. Sierra. Esau says, please let me leave with you some, some of the people that are with me then. I mean, how many men has he got? I mean, he can spare a couple of hundred men, sure can. and they can help you know, protect you, you know? Yeah. But he said, uh, what need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built for himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore, the place is named Succoth, which means what, Nick? It means... Oh, let me see here. It means, uh, just a second, booths. The it house means, with booths? It just means booths. The house of booths. <laughs> These booths are made for <laughs> like the house of, It's like a house of blues, but house of booths. The house of booths. <laughs> Notice that uh, Jacob never makes it to Seer either. Nope. Uh, he never quite gets to his brother, but uh, this is the only time they meet that's uh, recorded in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And they, they parted ways, friends. Yeah, But uh, I don't think we're going to see too much more about Jacob and Esau together. Mm. Jacob settles in Shechem. Uh, Verse 18, uh, he came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. Uh, When he came uh, from Padan Aram, which is where Laban is and where the girls are from. 
and camped before the city, he bought the piece of land which he had pitched his tent from the hand of the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100, and in the NASB it just says 100 pieces of money. Mm-hmm. Same here. So what was that like? Was that in pesos? That would only be like 90 cents or something, wouldn't it? I'm just kidding. Hundred pieces of money. What do you? I mean, you think it was a lot or a little? I don't. I don't got any information here. He just gives the word for it, quesita, but is what they get the word pieces from. But it doesn't say what it means, like a lot or. Do you know? I think the only significance here is: uh, Do you realize, Abraham, that this is just the second piece of land that was bought in the promised land? There's only two pieces of land that were bought. Abraham bought. All that at Manasseh or wherever, yeah. that, wherever he buried Sarah. Sarah. And, yeah. And they're buried there. He bought that whole plot from that guy. Yeah, basically now, burial grounds. And now Jacob has bought this plot. These are the only two plots that are recorded in Genesis that they paid for in the promised land. So this would, huh. would literally be theirs. And then he erected there an altar and called it El Elohi Israel. So it sounds like he named it a little after himself there, Nick. He's got his last name in there. Yeah, and it means God, the God of Israel. God, the God of Israel. And it's got God in there three times. Amen. Yeah. God, God, and God contends with men, or men contend mm-hmm. with God. Yeah, so there you go. Cool story? That's a very awesome story. I hate that yeah. they didn't meet up again, though. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they made amends, though. You said that uh, there's some stuff in the Apocrypha? Yes, but that was pertaining to Laban, but um, I didn't really look that up, but t- stay tuned. Maybe we'll find some more about Esau and Jacob. Yeah.